Hello, Lion Cook Nation. This is Ray DeLucci with the Lion Cook Thoughts Podcast. First off, I hope you all are doing well. Hope you all are staying safe during this time. It's starting to get cold out, um, and I definitely know that COVID is uh, increasing in numbers and people getting sick, and I know the ramifications of that uh, could be pretty costly. So it's my goal to keep putting out podcasts and to just, you know, put out media and hopefully for the next 40 minutes or hour or however long these episodes go for, you're able to go to a place where, you know, we can just chat about food. It's me and someone else talking about the industry, talking about being in this business. And we're just talking about passion and having fun. So I really hope that you all are staying safe. I hope you all are doing well. And just know that I'm thinking about you all and just wishing the best for all of us during this time. Before I begin, I do want to say that our merchandise has dropped. The official Line Cook Nation merchandise has dropped. You can find this merchandise at linecookthoughts.com. That's linecookthoughts.com where you can get a mask or a shirt representing the Lion Cook Nation. Please check it out. I know a lot of you have been asking about merchandise for quite some time. So that is out. That's live. And really excited for you all to see that. My guest today is someone who I think you all could learn from a little bit because during this time of COVID, there's gonna you're going to have to, I feel at least, that's what, that's what I've been doing, is focus on building like your brand that isn't directly related to your job. And my guest today is Chef Kelsey Shade. She is 22 years old. She's from San Antonio, Texas, but lives in Nashville, Tennessee now. She started to learn how to cook when she was five years old, and she went to the Culinary Institute of America in New York with degrees in culinary arts and culinary science. And right now, she's currently working as a social media influencer and a freelance chef. And Kelsey is someone that, you know, I've just watched grow tremendously on her social media platforms over the past six months. Um, you might know her from TikTok. She has over 335,000 335, followers on TikTok, where she has just blown up and has totally just gone viral on that platform and has been able to sustain that. From that, she's been able to, uh, you know, diverse into Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. And she's also been able to put out many great cookbooks. She has one right now out right now uh, for Thanksgiving. Um, but just really excited to have this interview with her because, you know, we talk a lot about on this, you know, in line cook thoughts, kind of diversifying, make sure, making sure you get into different uh, habits, different routines and whatnot. And so it's just very important for me that you hear from someone who not only cooks, but is also someone who's decided to just build their own branding. You know, she talks about it in her podcast, COVID hit, she was out of work. She picked up the phone, took a video of herself, put it on TikTok, went viral, gets signed by an agency. She's now, you know, killing it with the content, putting out cookbooks, merchandise on the way, so many things happening for her. And it all started because she decided to just start doing it and started to make content. So really excited for you to hear this. Kelsey, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, she's very transparent with how she got there. You know, we talk a lot about kind of her before uh, starting with the TikTok and then also kind of how she blew up, kind of what she kind of faced in terms of negative reaction, positive reaction, how she kind of maneuvered through that as someone younger and newer in the industry, uh, but with someone, someone with a good amount of experience and also what's to come for her and kind of her just going behind the scenes of kind of her plans for her own personal brand. So very excited for you all to hear this. Thank you all so much for listening this week. And here we go. Mom 
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, Kelsey, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. If you just want to go ahead and introduce yourself to the audience, that'd be great. Yeah, so my name's Kelsey. I'm known on social media as Chef Kelsey. Um, I just recently changed my at names. So um, Chef Kelsey on TikTok and Chef Kels with two S's on Instagram. But if you just search Chef Kelsey, you'll find it. Um, But yeah, that's what I do now. I'm a chef. I went to culinary school. I went to the Culinary Institute of America. And I've recently converted into a remote lifestyle, which totally flipped my life upside down, but I absolutely love it now. So I do all kinds of crazy stuff. (laughs) Awesome to hear. Uh, We'll get into that in a little bit. But first, I'd love to hear, you know, where you're from, kind of what food was like growing up for you and why you got into the industry. Yeah, so I'm originally from San Antonio, Texas, and I grew up mostly there, spent a few years living in Pittsburgh, which is where my mom's family's from, and then moved. we moved back to Texas after that. So I started learning how to cook when I was five years old. My mom's side of the family is Italian, so my great-grandmother actually t- started teaching me when I was really young all like traditional Italian food, and I just totally fell in love with it. I can't remember me ever wanting to do anything else, except for there was maybe a short stint when I wanted to be a veterinarian, and then maybe I wanted to be a dentist, um, but that wasn't for very long. Um, yeah. And then I definitely chose to be a chef at a really young age. I knew I wanted to go into the food industry when I was 11, and then when I was 12, I um, chose the Culinary Institute of America to go to. So it's definitely something I've always wanted to do. And I never strayed away from it. I taught a lot to myself. My grandmother also taught me. And then I started working at a um, restaurant when I was 16 and then started culinary school two weeks after I graduated high school. So definitely kicked it all off really early. Um, But yeah, I've just, I would never went into anything else. Um, It, was very natural for me in cooking. And I was always just fascinated by food and the way it was bringing my family together um, and just all the fun things that you could do with it. And it was really creative for me. So yeah, that's kind of the gist of it. Awesome. And so upon graduating culinary school, had a job out in the industry. Um, Were you cooking up until COVID? Uh, Yeah. So I was working at the... um, Opryland, Gaylord Opryland Resort here in Nashville. So I live in Nashville now. And um, yeah, I was working there. I was in their leadership program. So I was essentially in a sous chef position, but also in a one-year leadership program to learn how leadership works within Marriott and that it's not just, you know, running a kitchen. There's so much more to it. Um, And I was learning from you know, other chefs that were above me and being in different kitchens, different menus, 
uh, different styles of service. So I was working there. I started at the beginning of January and then at the end of March is when COVID really hit and I got furloughed along with everyone else. Um, and at first I was slightly relieved um, to actually not be working anymore there because even though I absolutely loved the people I worked with and I appreciated everything that I was um, doing, I just didn't feel like I was in the right space. Um, I didn't feel like I was doing much of creativeness there because it's so high volume. Um, and I felt like I wasn't really utilizing a lot of the skills that I had and maybe along the lines going upward, I would have. But when I started looking into the jobs that were above me, it just got more and more administrative. And uh, I was just thinking, this isn't what I want to do. This kind of feels like a dead end for me. I'm working, you know, 55, 60 hours a week. And I'm not even loving the job that I do. Um, so it just wasn't for me, the hotel industry. But once, you know, the pandemic started, I just kind of was hanging out you know, doing puzzles, <laughs> watching TV, baking, like I think everybody else was. Um, and then, you know, I was on TikTok. I, I had been on it for a while. I just hadn't really posted any videos. Um, and I was posting kind of like silly voiceover videos that were really popular. Um, and then I came across this woman called, um, her name's Chris, uh, Krista. And she, her at name is Krista Bella Travels. Okay. If y'all are interested in looking for her, she's super awesome. I came across her TikTok and she was talking about how she's a digital nomad and she's been traveling the world for seven years um, and working a full-time job, but she's been to like 60 different countries. And, you know, I just was like, wow, that's something I really would love to do. Like, I want to travel so bad. I love to travel. And so I went to her page and I ended up watching all of her videos. Wow. And then one of them, she talked about a mentorship program. And I was like, oh my gosh, I have to do this mentorship program. So I went to her Instagram and I messaged her and she has over 10,000 followers. And I was, you know, I was thinking, well, I don't know if she'll respond to me, but you know what? I put myself out there. She ended up responding the next day, which was on Friday or Thursday or Friday, something like that. I think it was Friday. Um, and I got on a phone call with her about the mentorship and the mentorship program was starting on Sunday. So it was very like all the stars came together. Um, <laughs> and she actually already had the amount of people that she was wanting. So she yep. didn't even need to respond to me. She could have just been like, well, I have my amount of people. Um, but she didn't, which was great. So I joined um, about a week into being in the program is when I posted my first video on TikTok that was food related. And it blew up to 2 million views in less than a week. And I had over 100,000 followers in like a week and a half, not even. Wow. And I was like, holy cow. <laughs> I was like, okay, I guess people want to hear what I have to say. Um, and so the mentorship program was three months and it was just a way for me to learn everything about how to be a digital nomad, how to run your own business, um, do remote style work, get clients, um, market yourself, all kinds of things. So much information, which was great. And then I also was with this group of people who were of the same mindset. We were all doing different fields of jobs, but everybody had the same travel um, goal and remote lifestyle. 
So it was great to be with those other people. And then, um, yeah, so that was May 7th was when I first posted. And then here we are in November and I have 339,000 followers and or 37 I don't remember 30 something thousand um and I signed with an agency um so yeah my life has totally changed but I love I didn't even know this was going to be my dream job but I totally have my dream job that's awesome to hear um going back to your first piece of content that kind of blew up uh, remind me what that was again yeah so it was funny I wasn't even cooking in the video but I basically was introducing myself um, I said, you know, I'm, I'm a professional. I, these, this is my training. I have two different culinary degrees. Um, I've worked in all these different places. And I said, I was like, I know what I'm talking about. I was like, okay, so I'm going to start teaching you actual skills that you can learn. And I was like, okay, lesson number one is knives. And I was talking about the knives and I was holding them. And I think that's part of what happened was the way I was holding them. And I talk with my hands because I'm Italian. Um, and uh, so I was moving the knives because I was talking with my hands, but I was holding the knives. And um, and then at the end, I'm like, sharpen your knives. And I got like really close up to the camera. <laughs> so people were like, don't yell at me. Or they're like, okay. And I was telling them how to hold the knife properly, um, which was just funny. And I mean, I don't know if it was the intensity or something people were saying like yeah it was really aggressive and I was like what do you mean like I was watching it back and I was like oh I guess it was but I think what happened was I was retaking it so many times that I was getting frustrated and so I was just trying to say everything as fast as I could to get it all in one minute um but yeah that one went crazy um and then I started posting just different knife skills after that and talking about different types of knives and what they're used for so definitely my goal within my platform is to really teach techniques and skills that people can use throughout all of their recipes and cooking and not just, you know, here's how to make lasagna. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. Um, and I think it's interesting, you know, kind of, you know, obviously you're, you were playing to get a following, uh, but it's kind of, it's always crazy when you put out something and then it gets that much attention. Um so like, what was it like when you started to get more followers? Um, I'm sure, you know, you probably got a lot of DMs for people asking to collaborate. What was it like kind of get going viral and then getting exposed to this whole new world of people that you never met? Um, it was definitely um, shocking. <laughs> I, I mean, I love talking to people. I love being in front of people. I did acting for eight years. Um, and... I was a tour guide in school, so I can talk to people all day long. But, um, yeah, I think it definitely just was really eye-opening to how much I could teach people um, within the different questions that I was asked. And I started making a list of all the different things that people were asking me about. So I have a whole list on my phone of uh, all the different requests for videos. Um, and it was just really nice. And in, in the amount of support that I was getting of people being like, this is awesome. Or like, this is incredible that you're so young or stuff like that. So I think it definitely was motivating. Um, and I had always wanted to 
do YouTube videos or, or post videos on something, but I never really had the time for it. And I didn't know if it was going to be popular or not. Um, I was obviously hoping it would. I think everybody that searched most content hopes that, but I didn't know what was going to happen. I just posted. I actually, what was funny is I filmed it, the first video on TikTok, and then I actually didn't post it for a few days because I was like nervous to post it because um, I didn't know it was going to happen. Yeah. Um, there's always that part of me that I post something. I'm like, oh, are people not going to like this? Are they going to? Um, but it gets to the point where you just kind of can't care what people think. On that vi first video too, I had a lot of, I guess, haters, like hate comments, <laughs> negative comments that weren't, I don't know if it was a jealousy thing or whatever, but it was people being like, you're not a chef or um, just because you have a degree doesn't make you a chef and look at this young girl. She doesn't know what she's doing and stuff like that. And I wasn't claiming, oh, I have a degree, so I'm a chef. I don't think anybody just because you have a degree makes you a chef. I definitely think it's a factor of education, whether that be school education or just working your way up through different experiences, um, real world experiences, and then actually holding a job title in that sense. And, and people ask me all the time, what's the difference between cook and chef? And I think the huge difference is that chefs are cooks, but cooks aren't chefs. And cooks know how to do the techniques and follow recipes and put out great dishes. But chefs know how to create and understand flavor development and understand how to see everything at once and do a menu design. And there's like all that back frame with it. And then the same with, I mean, if you're a chef in a restaurant or a hotel or some type of setting in that sense, you have to have that leadership with you as well and be able to manage people and understand the consumer side of it. And there, there's so many on and on and on and on um, that goes with it. But I think for me, because I've learned from such a young age, and I could tell from just working in in restaurants um, that I knew more than the line cook level. Like I knew that and I could, I could hold my own with the other sous chefs um, and stuff like that. So I mean, there's a lot of controversy around what makes you a chef, but I think it's personal preference and then definitely having a job title. But yeah, I asked a bunch of my friends what they thought about that, which was interesting. But we all kind of said the same thing along the lines of once you can understand flavor development and creating your own dishes and be able to hold the job title of sous chef or higher, then sure. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean... It's something I focus on a lot on my page, you know, the page being line cook thoughts, but definitely one always wondering what the line, when, when do you cross that line into becoming a chef? Um, for me, you know, chef means leader. Um, that's kind of where the name mm -hmm. came from. So I feel like if you're able to lead people, whether it be on the line, on media, on, you know, in a, in a realm of food and cooking and kind of what you're doing, I feel like that's when you cross the line. Because there's a lot of chefs, you know, quote unquote, in the position who aren't really good leaders, but there's like a sous chef or there's someone who's heading Garmanger that is a really good leader that people look up to. And it's like, are they not a chef because they don't necessarily have that title, but yet they lead more than the person running the kitchen, so to speak. So right, for, yeah. for me, it comes down to leadership, also the flavor development. Um, but yeah. And then yet again, like I also like Justin Kana, I don't know if you've heard of him. He's someone who's been on the podcast a lot and 
you know, his kind of definition of chef is like, if you cook for someone and you have your own like way of doing things, I mean, you are a chef and I agree with that. I don't think like for me, I don't think there should Mm -hmm. be a line. And honestly, I just don't get the fascination of like people making sure other people know they're not chefs. I really don't understand it. It's like, (laughs) it's like, don't you have anything else to focus on in your career, in your path? Like, I truly don't care if someone who just started cooking thinks they're a chef. I, I don't really have the time to worry about that. So it's interesting to talk about for sure. Yeah. I think sometimes, I don't know if it's because I've gone through culinary school and it was this big thing, a big topic of conversation. I guess there's part of me that gets a little irritated when there's somebody who they, I don't know, maybe, yeah, they just started learning how to cook or they're a home cook or they've never worked in a restaurant or a professional setting and they're out here like I'm a chef I'm like mm, are you <laughs> um in that sense I think I mean this is a, a big jump but um I feel like it's a bit of the same for people in like the medical industry of saying like doctor I mean obviously that's a more important title concerning people's health but um, like if somebody just started like medical school or something and they're like I'm a doctor but then there's like doctors who've like graduated medical school they're like no 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 you're not like you have to go you have to graduate medical school first um because you can fail out I don't know so I feel like that's a similar um feeling I guess of put you know maybe putting in your dues or something like that I don't know I think as as long as I agree with you like definitely if you have your own style you can like freestyle dishes and stuff because I've met a lot of people who they you know they're cooks but they don't they can't really create their own stuff um or they're not at that point yet of just freestyle cooking so I don't know It doesn't bother me that much, but yeah. No, I know what you mean. Yeah, I mean, and then there's also the flip side of it. It was where, yeah, for someone who just started cooking, calls themselves a chef, but who's following them? So then is it kind of just like insanity at that point? So it's like, um, no, I know I agree with you as well. It's it's a very interesting topic, I guess. I guess the point being, you know, for people saying that you're not a chef, it's kind of crazy because, you know, you've put time on the line you've worked hard you're building your own brand that's what, and i think that's what gets lost in some sort of food media um i feel like we i mean you went to the culinary i feel like you know food networks almost like um like illegal to say at some points and yeah. um you know food media is now just starting to be like cool but i feel like even in 2015 when i started college it wasn't like the coolest thing to do or it was kind of like you couldn't it was seen as in, when i got to school that you couldn't make it in the kitchen but rather now like for me i see it as like it's like you you have to know how to cook you have to build your own brand so you have to have business acumen you have to you know have there's financial aspects to it whether it be running merchandise doing deals with brands whatnot so i mean there's so much more that goes into it than to just like be on a line cooking so i mean i i don't know like at the end of the day like i guess people will hate but you know how much work you put into it and i think that um, it shows through your ability to grow and connect with a lot of people. Yeah, for sure. I think probably the most interesting comment I got was because I started that first viral video of kind of saying my credentials. Um, 
there was a lot of people who commented they were like oh if you were a guy like if you were a man you wouldn't have to do that like oh it's because you're a woman that you feel like you have to you know like prove yourself or explain um or validate my credentials and I'm like for me I didn't think of it that way I more so show literally showed my degrees in the video because I wanted people to fully know that I have the like professional training but also because I'm young like I looked at it more because I'm 22 years old so people don't assume that I would have all this background of information I also don't look 22 Um, I look even younger sometimes so it was in that sense where I found that really interesting and I've had people ask me all the time you know oh do you find it challenging to be a woman in the kitchen and I'm like I it's more about holding your own and just not allowing people to treat you differently. Um, So for me, I mean, maybe I'm just one of few, but I never really experienced any type of like sexism directly um, at me. I think if anything more so is people just help me out or thought I couldn't do something because I'm short or like I'm small. So, um, they're like, oh, let me like get that for you or like pick something up or get something from a tall shelf. I'm like, okay, sure. (laughs) Or sometimes I'm just like, you want to carry that 50 pound bag of potatoes? Go for it. I'm like, I could, but I don't want to. Um, So I guess in that sense, I don't know, maybe I'm oblivious to some stuff, but I think definitely in that sense for any women listening to this, you kind of just can't accept that. And if if it's coming at you, like stand up for yourself. Don't allow it to be okay in any situation. Cut the BS and just do your thing. I think I, I get into a very different side of myself when I'm in a kitchen um, in a professional setting. It's more of my like take no BS kind of rough rougher side of myself. Um, I definitely get more. I feel like I put on my intimidating side. I don't know if that's a thing but um definitely I'm not as I'm not as like bubbly and silly and like whatever cutesy I don't know <laughs> yeah so that's definitely different but yeah that's a topic that comes up all the time that's so weird because it's like what I mean when like when I saw the video like it's more so like I don't know you would you probably wouldn't go any to any other profession without like seeing some sort of credential or some sort of way of knowing so like for me that's just like reassurance that you know what you're doing so when you tell someone how to hold mm-hmm. a knife it's like okay this is actually how someone who cooks how knows how to hold a knife so that is odd um <laughs> but i <Yeah. laughs> do want to get into um kind of the business side of things and kind of so you know any deals or kind of what that's been like business wise other things that you, that have come up it doesn't have to be like anything bad, but just like were the things that you are learning or any skills you've started to develop since becoming like, you know, viral on TikTok. What have you seen in terms of brand partnerships, deals, stuff like that? Yeah. So for me, I ended up, I signed with my talent agency um, in at the end of June. So it wasn't that long right after I kind of went viral. Um so that was really helpful for me. And they they ended up reaching out to me. So I didn't seek them out. I was just doing my own thing. 
Um, and I had had a, a few brands reach out to me, not big ones, um, but a few of them wanting to, you know, do a video or something or collaborate. Most of the time they reach out to me on Instagram, um, which is cool. But now that, you know, I have an agent and, and a whole team of people that are helping me build my business, they a lot of times will talk to these brands or brands will reach out to them. Um, um, and then when brands reach out to me on Instagram or LinkedIn sometimes, um, I will then connect with my agent and people and um, set up a meeting and stuff. And then we talk about uh, usually what happens is the co- the brand will have a budget for the project or the videos or whatever. Um, and then we work within that, um, negotiate and stuff like that. And then there's always a, a contract that happens too. So it, it definitely varies. Sometimes it's, I've done ones that were a three video series. I've done ones that were just one video. Um, sometimes it's just on my TikTok. Sometimes it's TikTok and Instagram. Um, but it's definitely fun. And I, of course, am, you know, monetizing my following and my platform. But I always say to people, I'll, I'll never endorse something that I don't actually believe in. So I've done a couple of videos with Thrive Market, and I was already using Thrive Market <laughs> before I even worked with them. So I'm never going to be like, oh, use this product, and I don't actually like it or use it. Um, but it's definitely fun. Um, and I think the biggest thing is when you are on social to keep true to yourself Um have that energy, figure out, you know, what are you trying to do? What's your goal? Um, camera angles <laughs> are really helpful too. Um, yeah. And then just be yourself and those brands will see that if you're being authentic, um, and, you know, just like doing what you're doing a lot of times, like they'll want to work with you just because of personality or your, um, story or what you're, kind of pushing out your narrative, your brand, um, that kind of thing. So it's definitely fun. Um, I also will look to connect with brands a lot of times through LinkedIn or following them on Instagram, liking stuff, commenting on things. So then maybe they'll end up getting a sense of what my page is. So, I mean, it's kind of, I don't want to say it's kind of random, but it kind of just comes up as it comes up. Um, and those companies, they all have their own budgets for social media stuff. Um, so sometimes I'll talk to a brand and um, like a Vital Proteins, they just sent me um, a PR package of um, products, which I already had used them, so I liked them. But their budget was already up for the year for social media um but they're gonna like keep me in mind for next year um so in that thing too just because you work with one brand once doesn't mean you're not going to work with them again so keeping that contact and relationship and following up sending thank yous you know I do all of that to keep that relationship going um because it's not like their company just goes away (laughs) hopefully it doesn't just go away um yeah, so I don't know. I mean, it's just kind of happened as as time has gone on. Yeah, well, that's cool to see, and it's cool to you know hear you kind of making moves in the business side of things and whatnot. Um, 
Tell me about your content. I know you just released a cookbook, so I mean, feel free to promote that. But um, kind of yeah. what's what is what is like the tangible content you put out? Uh, what have you been working on? What have you put out in the past? What can people access? Yeah, so my first little recipe book that I put out was my top five go-to recipes. So it was just five recipes that I wanted to put together that weren't really complicated to do, but were a little bit more on the impressive side of things. And I put a lot, I wrote out a lot of tips and um, different alternatives, you know, for there's a pancake recipe. And if you're gluten-free, there's um, an option to to change out the flour. Um, if you're dairy free, egg free, like whatever, I, I add all of that in there. Um, so that was the first one because I had a lot of people asking me, you know, what are go-to recipes that you have or what's a quick dinner or something. So I put that, that together that's available. Um, so that's just five recipes. And then my Thanksgiving cookbook just came out last, last week, this week, yeah, this week. Like, I don't even know what day it is. Um, and that was definitely a dream come true for me to publish that because I've done my Thanksgiving dinner for my family since uh, – actually, I mean, I've been a part of it since I was 11 or 12. But um, when I was starting in culinary school through that, that's when I started taking over a lot of it. Um, and it, we cooked for like 30 people. So it's definitely my favorite holiday. Um but yeah, I just would make all these different dishes every year. And I was, and people were, t my family members would be like, you should, you should write a cookbook and all this stuff. And I was like, yeah, that would be cool to do one day. But I didn't think of it as something that would be this soon, I guess. Um, I mean, I couldn't anticipate that I would have a platform. But yeah, so I worked on that um, for a long time. So there's 20 recipes in it. Um, and obviously, most of the recipes you can do any time of the year. It's not just for Thanksgiving. Um, but it's a lot of those Thanksgiving staples. A lot of them are a little bit different than the super normal stuff. Um, so there's a sangria, there's um, three different appetizers, the turkey brine, turkey, ham, there's 10, yeah, 10 different sides. Um, and then three different desserts. And the desserts were what was really in my brain of, okay, which desserts do I want to do for this? Because most people have pie for Thanksgiving. I'm not a pie person, so I didn't even want pie. Um, but I was thinking, you know, I feel like everybody, if they're making pies for Thanksgiving, they're making the same pie recipe every year um, or they're buying pies from the store. So I was like, you know what? I feel like people have pie. They know what to do for that. So I put a pumpkin cake roll, um, mini apple pies but they're more like apple turnovers because it's puff pastry um and then these seven layer cookie bars that we always have so it's just a bit different um so different options where you know if somebody wanted to make the whole recipe book um the whole cookbook for thanksgiving go for it but i wanted to put other things in there for somebody to see oh this would be cool to just have something a, a different change or like a new dish or something for their Thanksgiving. Because I know a lot of people get very stuck in the, the same stuff that they always have. And it's like a tradition. But I always think it's fun to change it up a little bit. So that's where I was at with those. Um, so yeah, that's published. Um, I'm currently working on my Christmas cookbook. And a cookie cookbook. Which is going to be really fun. 
Um, and then, um, <laughs> like, I don't even remember what else I'm doing. Um, I'm starting to work on merchandise uh, design. So that'll be coming within the next couple months, probably. Um, so that'll be fun. And then, yeah, um, I'm also on Snip Feed. So I do um, live cooking classes on there that are exclusive to people that sign up for it. Um, so I just did my first one, actually, at the beginning of this month. And that was fun. I did it like a three-course meal. Um, but I'm probably going to be doing those once a month um, for people. And then whoever signs up will get the full ingredients list, full equipment list beforehand, the written recipes. So you could cook along with me live if you wanted to, or you could take notes, watch, and then make it later, whatever. But you'll get all the information. Um, and then you'll also get access into my private Facebook group where I prioritize that to answer questions and respond to people. Um, because they took the time to be in one of my classes. So that too, look out for that. Um, but yeah, everything that I just mentioned is all through the link in my bio on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, all of the platforms. I'm like, I don't even know what the other ones are. LinkedIn. <laughs> um, yeah. Awesome. That's, I mean, it's, you have a lot going on and like you said, so you said it kind of in the beginning, you kind of found your dream job. Um, when did, when was there a realization like with everything going on that this was going to be your new career path or like, this is where your path was headed, where you were able to just do this as work. I think when it was definitely mid July. Um, so I had signed with my agency. I had been working on some stuff for a couple of weeks. Um, and I, could see that there was a lot that was about to unfold. Um, the thing, the conversations that I had with my agent and some other people within the agency, I could just tell that, okay, this is, this is where I'm supposed to be. I have this team now. I have all this knowledge from the mentorship that I was doing. Um, and I knew that I also had some clients that I was doing private cooking classes for and doing um, personalized recipes. So once all of that was kind of happening, all of the different things, that's when I realized, okay, I'm finally doing all of the different types of jobs or, yeah, I guess they, they would be jobs, um, that I like to do. So I was able to be creative and write recipes because I love doing recipe development. Um, and then I was on social media and I was teaching and I was teaching private classes and I was being able to be with my family and make my own schedule and not have to be constricted to a certain amount of um, hours or um, scheduling in that sense. So I think it was then where I kind of was like, okay, I can totally do this. And I knew if anything, I could turn around and, and work again in a restaurant if I needed to. Um, so in that sense, that was kind of my security blanket. And um, when I called to quit Marriott, because I was furloughed, but I hadn't quit yet, um, they actually offered a, like a severance, I guess that was called, um, for people to voluntarily resign um, so they didn't have to actually lay off um, people. 
So when that got brought up too, I was like, okay, this is my sign. I'm going to do that. So when I called my boss, he was actually extremely excited for me, which was funny. Um, but yeah, he told me, he's like, you know what? This is awesome. I think you're doing exactly what you want to do. Cause I had had conversations with him about where I wanted to go and what I wanted to do in terms of longevity. But, um, yeah, he told me he was like, you know, if you ever need a job, he was like, call me, I'll hi- I'll rehire you in a heartbeat. So knowing that too, you know, if, if all else fails, I have a job somewhere, um, was really what was able f- for me to, to fully quit and fully go into this social media influencer, I guess, <laughs> I guess you can call it that job. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Well, I'm glad to hear it all kind of worked out for you. Um, what would your advice be to someone who wants, you know, maybe their, their restaurant is only at half capacity. They're only working 20 hours a week and they want to start building their own brand or their own online presence. What would your advice be for someone looking to get into the space of, um, just like cooking or food media? Yeah. I think the first thing you have to do is find your niche. So if it's a certain type of cuisine, if it's, a certain style of presence of how you're going to do your videos. Um, but kind of outlining what your goal is, why you want to share on social media or create a brand, who are you helping? Who's your target audience? So asking yourself a lot of these baseline questions, um, and then kind of just doing it. So a lot of it, I think people choose, not to or hold themselves back because they're concerned about things being perfect or things being exactly how they want it or something like that. But then they never end up posting or making something or putting out content or whatever. Um, So I think for a lot of people, it's like first figure out what you want to do, what kind of your audience is, and then just start posting, just start doing things because as soon as you just make that step, you'll have the content and you really just have to not care what anybody thinks. Cause there's always going to be haters on social media. Um, not everyone's going to love you and you just have to be okay with that. That's not a personal thing. Um, and then just, I think the being authentic and being true to yourself, um, and always having goals, um, of what your next steps are, where you want to be, um, you don't have to do the whole, where do, where do I want to end up in 10 years or five years? Cause who knows if I had asked myself that question five years ago, I wouldn't have answered where I'm at now. Um, but yeah, I think in that sense, it, it's just like, you just have to do it. Cause that's kind of what happened to me. I mean, I don't want to say this was accidental, but I wasn't, I didn't post that first video with the intent of, okay, I'm going to post this. And then five months from now, I'm going to have a cookbook and an agency and do brand deals and be teaching and have all these activities and, and things that I'm going to be doing. That's what, that's where I'm going to be. Like, no, I just posted it. And that's just kind of what happens. You kind of just roll with the punches and kind of figure it out as you go in a sense. Um, so have some sort of a plan, definitely manage your time well, especially when it's, your own time and you're not answering to anybody. I think that's probably a big struggle for me is that I work for myself and 
So if I don't want to get up in the morning, I don't have to. Um, but in that sense, yeah, you kind of have to have a lot of self-discipline in that. Um, but I really think having goals and having a why, I think that's a big thing. Like, why are you doing what you're doing and writing that out and, um, consistently looking at it and rereading it is really helpful to keep you motivated. Um, cause if you don't have a purpose for what you're doing, then why are you doing it? Yeah, very true. Thank you for sharing that. Um, awesome. Well, if, uh, I guess if you just want to recap kind of your social media handles real quick where people can follow you, um, just so that they know where to go. Yeah. So on TikTok. I'm at Chef Kelsey, um, and then Instagram at Chef Kels with two S's, but all of them, if you just type Chef Kelsey, you'll find me, um, cause that's my actual name on the page. My app names are a little bit different. Um, but yeah, if you find me on TikTok or Instagram, just click my bio link and then you'll see the links for all of my other social media, my cookbooks, um, my live classes. I also have a Q&A page. Forgot about that. That's new. Um, so if people want to ask me a question, I'll respond with a video. Um, I also do like birthday shout outs, personal videos, um, like gift videos, that kind of stuff, duets on TikTok, etc. <laughs> so yeah, that's all there. Um, my YouTube is there. Um, and I have one video on there, which is kind of a more extensive, um, explanation of my culinary journey. And then I'll start being posting more YouTube videos soon. Um, I'm in the process of getting a new camera. So (laughs) that's coming. People are like, when are you posting another YouTube video? I'm like, um, as soon as I have a new camera, because my phone having long videos on my phone is not helpful (laughs) at all. Um, yeah, so that's all there. Um, I post all the time on Instagram and TikTok are my most consistent um, pages so of content. Yep. Well, thanks for sharing that. Um, not even on the podcast. Uh, you're part of the Lion Cook Nation's group of chefs, cooks, uh, people in the food industry looking to grow and learn more with each other. Uh, now that you've been a part of this podcast, what does it mean for you to be in uh, this online community? I think it's great um, to have a community of like-minded people because I feel like, especially in the culinary industry with how creative it is, it's awesome to bounce ideas off of each other and learn from each other. You know, there's this whole thing and I feel like in maybe family recipes where it's like a secret family recipe or a secret ingredient. I'm like, why are we keeping these things secrets? Like if it's good, share it. You know, we can always learn from each other. I don't think a chef's or cook's um, knowledge ever ends. Uh, You can always be learning more. So I think it's great. And I think also with how different and specific our industry is that you don't get it until you've done it. And so it's so nice to have a community of people that understand. And it's almost like we're speaking a different language. Um, And I definitely felt that through culinary school. You know, you could run up to somebody when you were in fundamentals and be like, my velute was so awesome today. And they'd be like, yeah, that's so great. If I said that to my sister or my friend, they'd be like, what the heck is velute? What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm like, okay. Um, but yeah, just having that um, 
kind of energy and, and circle around each other where you can you can speak freely and not have to explain yourself <laughs> constantly of what everything means um it's definitely awesome and and i think too with just being supportive with each other um and seeing what other people are doing and and then you have this community of people all over the country and maybe around the world um you know then you can not during covid but um go visit each other's restaurants and and eat at each other's places and support and do all that kind of support i think is awesome awesome yeah well thank you so much for coming on the show and thanks for sharing and hopefully you know someone out there is listening and they want to start their own brand and i'm sure you you know at least help them in some way by kind of sharing your journey so thank you so much for coming on yeah thank you for having me yeah of course So there you have it, an interview with Chef Kelsey Shade. Thank you all so much for tuning in once again. Please go check out linecookthoughts.com for official podcast merch, and I will see you on next week's episode.